Welcome to Prim and Prosper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Um, So Marinella, this week we are talking about traditions, those kind of customs or beliefs or family things that get passed down from generation to generation. Uh, To start us off, I'm just kind of curious how important traditions are to you. Would you say that they were big in your family or are big in your family or, or not so much? Um, for my family, we kind of don't hold too many traditions. We kind of kind of fly off the seat of our pants for most things, like change it up every year, tailor it to whatever's going on. What about yours? Yeah, kind of similar. We, so I was thinking back, and I'm sure we'll dive into it deeper. I think I maybe had a couple of things that were year after year that we did when I was growing up that have just either kind of fell to the wayside or I've stopped doing for whatever reason. But I I would not have described my family as like deeply traditional. Like we didn't have a, we have to do this, you know, thing, blank, fill in the blank. Um, yeah, that really wasn't our family either. I've always kind of actually been jealous of families that have a lot of traditions. I don't know why that is. I think there's something that's, kind of fun about you know doing something year in year out or how how however often you do it it's just like a celebration of your family or your culture or you know your heritage whatever it is so I was I was always a bit jealous of people who have strongly rooted traditions but I would not say that's true of my family yeah i think the traditions on top of like offering something fun it's like a comforting thing like the idea of it is like a little bit of predictability because a lot of times with my family you know especially with like holidays and get-togethers you're kind of like waiting to see what's gonna pop up and in my experience with people who have like similar non-traditional you know type of families they can identify with that a lot where it's like i just wish we just did things the same way so that i could know what to expect yeah so growing up and i guess because we're recording this what is it like early december i mean what's certainly on my mind is the christmas season you and i both celebrate christmas i know people celebrate other holidays during this time of the year or maybe don't necessarily have a holiday that they celebrate in December Um, but that's certainly when we were prepping for this episode I was thinking of Christmas a lot so I am curious about you growing up what I don't know I guess what was there anything at all that you would consider a tradition that your family did well Christmas for our family especially because my parents didn't grow up in the United States they grew up in Italy and Venezuela um there was no concept of like santa claus like the italian santa claus is called la bafana uh she's the good witch and basically she does the same thing as santa except she flies around on a broom and her like thing is that she'll come and sweep your house to like give you a fresh start for the next year like that's what her play is like so that's why she's the good witch 
So coming here, my parents were like, well, we guess we're going to, you know, celebrate Christmas like Americans. So they tried to incorporate like the Santa stuff and, you know, get into like gingerbread houses and all the stuff that they never did. And then another big thing that we did was we played bingo on Christmas Eve, which is massive for Italy. Everybody in Italy on Christmas Eve plays bingo. Huh. Today I learned, but I really love the good Christmas witch. I kind of want to adopt her because I would love, I mean, that would be what I would want for Christmas is to someone for someone to show up at my home and <laughs> clean it for me so I can start <laughs> the year off with a fresh start. Like that actually would be what I would ask Santa for. So the fact that there's like a good witch out there that does that, I mean, can a girl get her number? <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of, like, takes away the thing that Santa is, like, for kids and he's imaginary and all that because, like, you know, it's symbolic for adults, too, where they're like, okay, this is my fresh start, you know. Even metaphorically, they're like, this is it, you know, get to start again. Yeah. So my parents were both born and raised in the U.S. and grew up with kind of those American Christmas ideas such as Santa Claus. So when I was a kid, I, I will actually give my parents a lot of credit on this. They they kind of went all out with Santa. So like on a couple of fronts. So I usually wrote a letter to Santa Claus, which actually I found out later in life went to my grandma, who then typed me on her typewriter a response from Santa Claus that I would get back in the mail. And then on Christmas Day, when I opened up my gifts, there was always gifts from Santa and they were wrapped in different paper and the handwriting was not my mother or my father's. Again, later on in life, I learned that it is actually my father's handwriting. He's ambidextrous. He's left-handed, but you know, he's of that generation where they tried to force kids to write with their right hand. So he's very capable of writing with his right hand, even though that's not his preference, but his right, his handwriting looks very different. Like depending on which hand he writes with, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it was the same person that wrote it. So he would write the Santa um, like notes on the gifts with his right hand. And so I didn't think it was either of my parents' handwriting. So they truly had me f- like genuinely fooled, right? Like I was getting letters in the mail, you know, like the gifts, they had that on point. Uh, so one day, I forget exactly how old I was, but my mother inadvertently let it slip that Santa wasn't real. And I had like a meltdown. I was like, what are you talking about? Santa isn't real. Like, what? And I'm obviously assuming that she figured I had known it by that age. But apparently I was still completely wool pulled over my eyes at that point. So (laughs) I asked her, "Um, does that mean the Easter Bunny isn't real? And that's where my mom leaned in. She's like, oh, no, he's real. And then she started... (laughs) going like hardcore on the Easter stuff because I think she obviously had parental guilt about ruining Santa for me. Yeah, like we got to give this girl something. Right. So she's like, oh yeah, Easter Bunny, 100% real. It's just Santa Claus, isn't And your tradition was to open gifts on Christmas morning? Yeah. So we, well, not even Christmas morning. Um Well, and this is, I guess, kind of a thing. It depends on what age you're talking about. When I was really little and lived up in New England, we would go over to my dad's, so my paternal grandfather's house. And 
I think most of those Christmases, my my uh, dad's sister and her kids would come over. They are Jewish, and so we would do some form of Chrismaka holiday meal. Uh, and I think I think we opened up some gifts there and then some gifts on our own. And then once we moved to Florida, we celebrated with my maternal grandparents, and they would come to our house, and we would not open gifts until they arrived. So it was usually around like noon or 1 o'clock on Christmas Day that my mom, myself, my grandparents, and my dad would open gifts. Um, so how about you? When is when is the gift opening done? We would, and and I guess it's kind of like this with um, Hispanic and Latin culture too, where we opened the gifts at midnight, and it's like I wanted to have that experience of waking up in the morning and running to the tree, and it never happened because. For some reason, they were like, we're getting it done tonight. This is it. You know, mama's sleeping in tomorrow. <laughs> so it's kind of impressive thinking how my dad would like, he would work super late and he would like somehow find a way to sneak the stuff under the tree while we were distracted with something else. And my mom would just like, you know, keep us awake until midnight. So really, they just tortured themselves in that way. So I don't, I don't know why they did that, but yeah. But they very explicitly said, I remember this, like, Santa stops coming when you're 10. <laughs> that was, like, laid out on us. Like, so just so you know, Santa is, is doesn't come for you after you're 10. So, like, I'd had younger cousins, and I just, like, I knew that at age 10, like, I was done. Like, I was just going to get a check and some cash and gifts for my parents. But Santa wasn't coming anymore. Like, they, they probably were like, we got to stop this. Yeah, that was probably smart of them. Like, let's let's put a deadline on this. You'll get 10 years of this and then no more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, though, logistically, if you are and, and I think you're right. A lot of Hispanic cultures do gifts at midnight as well. But when does uh, like what's the logistics of Santa Claus? Does he come like right before midnight and drop the gifts off? Or, you know, like, do you do you under uh understand do you know how santa did it yeah i know that there was like some type of like distraction that would happen like late at night and we're you know don't go in the living room don't go in there and you were just like oh you knew santa was coming at that time like you just were like i'm not going to disturb him you know i'm going to let him drop the gifts and i don't want to step on his toes and that's what happened interesting i i how about Christmas Eve then? Do you have any traditions around the day before Christmas? Well, yeah, Christmas Eve is like everybody comes over, you do all your dinner, that's when the bingo happens. Some Italians don't eat meat on Christmas Eve, like that's like a big thing, like we never did that. We were just like we eat whatever we want. And then there was always panettone. Have you ever had panettone? No. So if you ever go to like Marshall's or TJ Maxx, you'll see like those big square boxes of like fruitcake. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's a staple of every like Christmas Eve. It's it's pretty disgusting. Don't ever get one with the fruit. If you get one and get it to be like powdered sugar or chocolate, but it's an enriched dough and it's pure sugar and we always eat that. 
I'm not. Yeah, I, I feel like I probably just knowing me and my dessert habits gone for powdered sugar or chocolate. But I've always been curious what those taste like. Cause I, yeah, my family does not eat them. So I guess now at least I have some recommendations on which ones to avoid and which ones to go for if I ever decide to try one out. Yeah, leave those raisins behind. <laughs> Um, so then what is it you so you open your gifts at midnight and I'm presuming head to bed at, at some point thereafter what do you do Christmas day itself um on Christmas day you get back together and you just eat you know all the thrills are gone you're just kind of like let's have one more meal and, and call it a day you might play bingo again get crazy oh. Is it leftovers from the day before or is it a whole new meal? It usually is a whole new meal or you're like, you know, everyone packed into somebody else's house on Christmas Eve, now on Christmas Day. Let's let's move this show over here. Something like that. But I mean, that was like when we were real young. Now it's like leftovers. Yes. A few people, sure. You know, that kind of stuff just doesn't happen. Like, my my family hasn't continued that tradition with their kids. So, like, that kind of brings me to a point where, like, when do traditions change or die? It definitely has changed and died. Like, this kind of opening that midnight type of stuff, that does not happen with my cousin's kids. Yeah, I find that interesting as well, um, especially with families who, right, like, um, you know, your family has one set of traditions. My family has another. If we get together and have our own children, especially like which traditions do you then bring and carry down to your children versus what you may decide to not do um, in lieu of doing something that your partner does with their family. You know what I mean? It is interesting to me how you kind of navigate those uh, dynamics of keeping traditions or adding in new ones or letting go of certain ones. I mean, there's definitely traditions I have let go of as I've become an adult. So as I said, we always got together Christmas Day with my grandparents, but it was at our house. They came over to our house and my mother always cooked prime rib. That's always what we ate for Christmas Day well, I don't eat meat anymore, right? So, like, I do not make that meal. <laughs> um, and I don't get together, you know, with those those people passed away since then. So I've also kind of, you know, f- ended up forging a new Christmas tradition. Um, and so now I typically spend, although COVID has kind of thrown that into, you know, disarray as well, but... Typically now I spend Christmas with my dad and we we actually did away with gift giving. And I know you and I are going to talk about gift giving on a different episode, so I won't go too much into it, but we do away with it. So we get together usually at his place and I will cook us a meal. I usually he usually wants like chicken or, or um, a turkey. So I'll make that for him and then do whatever for myself. But our big tradition and how we typically spend Christmas is playing these board games we love. And we, we like, do it all day. We kind of basically wear pajamas. And from whatever time we wake up in the morning until whenever we fall asleep, we just play game after game of these board games. And I should say, these board games, it takes, like, four to five hours to complete one game. It's a very long game. 
So we only do two or three games the whole day, but you know, and take we basically eat in between the games. Get up and stretch, yeah, that type of stuff. Take a walk, maybe. And enjoy your day as well while you're leisurely playing. Sure. Yeah. That sounds nice. I mean, it sounds very involved, like you're actually spending quality time, which is what, to me, you know, that's what the holiday should be. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do have to say it is one of my, not that I didn't love Christmas growing up. I did. Uh, I just, you know, when you're an only child, and again, my family, we weren't necessarily the wealthiest, but my grandparents were pretty, my grandparents were pretty well off, and they loved to buy me gifts, especially because I was the only grandchild that physically lived close, so I was, like, showered in gifts. And when you're the only kid at the event, it's like all the focus is on you, right? Like, everyone wants to get the pictures of you opening the gifts, and everyone... You know, like, I don't know. The focus is all on you. And I didn't particularly love that. Uh, I don't know. That just wasn't my jam. So I like I like that Christmas now is a little more focused on just the quality time between my dad and myself. And it's not just all about me. I probably wouldn't have done well with having that much attention on me opening gifts. Like... You know, it's a lot of pressure maybe for a kid to be like, I need to really like show how I feel about this one. <laughs> every gift, every gift I open, my grandpa, I, I love them and I don't mean this to make fun of them, but my grandma always want a picture of me opening every single gift. And then they get you so many and it just makes for a very, very long day where you're sitting there opening a gift and then posing with it every single gift. <laughs> And that's a one. That's a film camera. You don't even know how that's turning out. You don't, right? And I'm sure I, I do actually. You know, I got those photos like years later after my grandma passed away, and I had to sort through them and decide to weed a lot. Cull. I culled many photos because there was just too many of me holding up random gifts. I'm like, oh look, <laughs> here are the 27 presents I got in Christmas 1998. Yeah, <laughs> don't think I need a photo of me with every single one. Uh, so yeah, I you know, and again, I I don't mean this to make fun of my grandparents. It's because they cared and they were so happy to be celebrating with a grandchild. It was just tough being the only grandchild, so that all that attention was on me. Yeah, but there are some. I wouldn't necessarily call them Christmas Day, but I would call them like holiday season traditions that I still somewhat incorporate into my life uh so one of them was my mother and I at some point would make what we call cereal cookies I don't know if they're known by another name but they've got like cornflakes in them and rice krispies Mm -hmm. um and they're cookies made with that and of course like you know the butter sugar cream I make them vegan now but back then you know, we had a, my mom had a recipe for them that I still have. So we would make these, my mom and myself, probably a week or two before Christmas and listen to the Nutcracker Ballet. My mom had a record of it. So she would put that on and then we'd bake the cookies. So that is something that I still try to do every year where I put on the Nutcracker Ballet and bake cookies and usually those cereal cookies, but sometimes I bake something else. So that's like one holiday tradition that I have kept around that I really love. 
I think that's a nice tradition. You can and keeping it vegan now, you can pass it on and you know have two different versions of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So how about you? Were there any non Christmas Day maybe, but still like December holiday traditions? The only thing that I could think of, like as far as traditions go, like it is a tradition for an Italian to cut you a check. And I feel like we talked about this with our friend on the on one of the girls' trips where there were, like, you know, people writing checks right in front of you and you're just passing checks back and forth. Like, that's, like, a tradition. Like, you know every year you're going to get $100 from your grandma and you're going to feel guilty about it because she doesn't want anything. And that is a tradition that has not stopped. And every year I'm like, you don't have to give me a check anymore. And I just think that, you know, when my grandma sees me, she still sees the four-year-old. You know what I mean? Where she's like, I got to give this kid some money and get the things right for him. So that's a tradition that has happened a long time that I would never continue. It just, it's so against everything I believe, but this is how they show love. So I, I go along with that. It's tough when it's something that you know is their way of showing love, but you don't necessarily feel that love because it's not something you would want to do if the tables were turned. You know what I mean? Like that's not how you would express your love. But it's tough because, right, you don't want to not accept that because it is an expression of love. Yeah, it's it's, it's coming from a really hardworking space for a woman who like, was the sole provider for her family, you know, she's 82, she still works, so you're just like, okay, I'm obviously going to appreciate that you're still trying to do this. So we, we you know, we go along with it. Um, and then when we were little, uh, being in Connecticut, I don't know if my mom just got tired of <laughs> this, I guess Santa Claus was not our, our strong point, but they would have us tell a statue of Santa Claus what we wanted for Christmas. <laughs> and I have pictures of this. <laughs> um, and, and the statue was pretty substantial. Like it was like probably like a foot and a half, two feet tall. But I just remember having to tell the statue what I'd want for Christmas. And I don't know if it was because she's like, it was so cold to get you out to some shopping mall and we didn't live in a good neighborhood, so like getting out there was dangerous maybe anyway, and I just I just thought it was so normal, actually. I didn't think that I, I genuinely believe that was Santa. And if I had kids, I would make them do that now. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, was this a statue that your family owned and was at your house, or was this at like a mall or some location that you would travel to then? <laughs> no, this was at our house. It was like a decorative statue. <laughs> I love that. Um, I just, yeah. And I wonder if we still have that statue. That's probably something I would love to get my hands on now and be like, please tell me we have the statue. But for some reason, I feel like it didn't survive the move. Yeah, well, you you both were probably 10 at that point, right? Santa... <laughs> Santa moved on. Got to go. Went elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so I feel like another, again, if you're someone who celebrates Christmas, another big area where people have traditions is the Christmas tree itself. Mm -hmm. You know, what uh, What was your family's take on the 
the Christmas tree? Was it a live one or uh, what's the term or a reusable Christmas tree? Yeah. Um, fake. I feel like people call it fake Christmas tree. Ours, I think, was... I think we maybe got a live one once or twice. We had a, a cocker spaniel, and he would chug the water out of the bottom. So after that, we just decided, okay, we're going to switch to um, a fake tree. And my mom needed that thing to be like a showpiece. So like all of her ornaments were like crystal and super delicate, and she'd have to like get the ribbon ready. But we got really good at like decorating the tree in a professional manner. <laughs> wow. So like magazine cover is what I'm imagining. Yeah. Like it wasn't like your cutesy tree. Like my tree now has like a bunch of like symbolic little cute ornaments where we maybe had a few of those. Um, but my mom really wanted the tree to look like legit. Nice. We had a fake tree. Although I think... When I was younger in Vermont, we would get a real one. But at least when we lived in Florida, we had a fake one. And I, I maybe have mentioned it on this podcast before, but my mother's favorite holiday was Halloween. And we had so, like, dozens and dozens of Halloween boxes, so many. Uh, and she would just deck the whole house out. It was ridiculous. Well, my mother did not like decorating for Christmas. So when it came to the Christmas tree... She would get out the box and then get out the ornaments and then disappear. And it was essentially my job to put up the tree in the ornaments. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just this fake, you know, whatever, average Christmas tree. And we had, I would say our ornaments were more the homey type. Like we did not have the, you know, could be in a magazine type of a tree. But also because I got no assistance with putting it together, it usually looked a mess it would be like the what's it the garland is that what it's called would definitely be unevenly distributed the lights would be unevenly distributed the ornaments themselves I did okay with those but you know by that point because that was like the last step in my Christmas decorating process I was so over it and it felt so tedious and unfun because it was not a quality time event it was a your responsibility is to put up the christmas tree type of a thing that uh even with the ornaments i i still kind of haphazardly put them on and not in a very aesthetically pleasing way were you able to get them to the top and like do like i don't know at what age this became your thing to start but I would say around age eight or nine, it was it became my responsibility. When I was a little bit younger, my mom did it or we did it together. Yeah. But when I was about, I don't know, eight, nine, it was my responsibility. The way it was set up, it was next to a couch we had so I could get on the couch and reach up. It wasn't that large of a um, fake tree. It was probably... I don't know, five feet tall. So like me getting on the couch, I could reach fine. Also, I think my mom, and this I understand, didn't want to invest too much in the Christmas tree because my childhood cat, Marshmallow, (laughs) loved to climb it. And it, without fail, this is actually probably almost more of a tradition than anything else in my household growing up. At least once a season, Marshmallow would climb that tree, knock it over, and break two to three ornaments off of the tree yeah that was one of the classic traditions growing up does your current cat walter continue that tradition of attacking the tree 
Or is he like, meh? So I don't usually have a Christmas tree. And I'm probably the only person I know who doesn't have a Christmas tree. I assume it's because I have poor memories of being forced to (laughs) decorate. I don't know if you can really call it like forced labor to decorate a Christmas tree. But, you know, it it wasn't like the fun family task. Uh, So I don't usually, yeah, I don't know the last time I did a Christmas tree. Though I was just thinking I would like to get not a I'd want to get a fake one but like maybe a metal one that I can hang some both so this is what I've been thinking about and I don't know if I'll be able to execute it this year but in the future both my mother and grandmother were quilters and I have a ton of their quilts and many I use but some just kind of sit in storage and I was inspired by people who have taken at least you know, one quilt and turned it into a lot of little Christmas ornaments. Oh, yeah. And I was thinking that would be really cool to take, you know, one of the quilts that I really just sits in my closet that doesn't get used and maybe turn into Christmas ornaments and get like a metal, you know, more of like a display tree and put them all on that. So I've been thinking about incorporating that as a tradition like I said I don't know if I'll have time this year to get it all done because I imagine it's going to be a lot of crafting on my part Uh, but maybe it's something I can start working on now and then next year will be like the official rollout of it that's cool because that's in a way like that was their tradition and you're you're quilting you do quilts I mean I know you don't probably do them as often as they did if you said they have tons but it's something that you know how to do so that'd be like one way of keeping that tradition still kind of around and continuing your tree tradition (laughs) yeah Yeah. right I agree I think it'd be a nice way to honor them and to make use of I know people have strong opinions so I'm like I don't know if someone's listening and here's the thought of me cutting up a quilt and just you know threw their their listening device down when I said that but to me Look, I have lots of quilts that I lay out on my bed and then I keep in rotation to like have in my couch and, you know, those sorts of things. But I have so many that, um, that yeah, I don't use them. And it it's almost sadder to me that they sit in a closet and I don't ever get to see them and enjoy them in any way. And I'd almost rather repurpose them in a different way and still get some joy out of them, uh, even if that means cutting them up. Because I think if I, you know, I was looking at it actually today and I was thinking about the quilt that I might do it to. And I was like, I can imagine every Christmas being happy and remembering where that used to hang in my grandmother's place and now seeing as part of like my Christmas tree, right? Whereas now it just sits in the closet and I don't ever get to go down that memory lane of imagining or, or remembering where it was in her home. So... Yeah, that's my two cents on it. I know some people were probably aghast at the thought of me cutting up a quilt. Oh, that's that's their problem. I think that's a great idea. Like, I've, it sounds like you're excited about it, and it would make you look forward to putting up that kind of decoration for Christmas. So, all yeah, for it. I am. I am. I am. Our bigger tradition would be to get in the car and go look at um, Christmas lights that people had put up in the neighborhood because... At least back then, I don't know if it was just like the neighborhood that I lived in, because in Florida, people do decorate for Christmas, but it almost doesn't feel the same without the cold weather or the snow or something. 
it's just different or you know or when you see like a lit up palm tree it really throws you off you're just like what's what is this it's definitely i agree it's definitely not the same did you ever though when, when we did live down in port charlotte did you ever go on any of the canal boat tours to see people's so i think it was usually in punta gorda although they might have had them in port charlotte you could take like a little boat tour and all the people who had uh properties on the canals decorate the back of their homes and you would just like ride your boat through the canals and look at all the lights no because i think on top of that uh my parents other tradition was for us to fear water so (laughs) 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 they kept us far away from that yeah boats and swimming and all that they were just like no you'll drown so (laughs) Yeah, no, I must have missed out. I I did do Tampa's Bayshore area. They had a a small neighborhood that like totally like from the blades of grass to like the tops of the trees had lights on it. Like I to me was a safety hazard for sure, but they they rocked it out every year. I should actually check it out and see if they're still doing it. I'd be surprised if they weren't. I'm now imagining uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. Or Clark Griswold. <laughs> the whole house is covered in lights. And then doesn't he knock out the power for like everyone in the neighborhood when he turns it on or something? Yeah, that's going to be one of the movies that we'll talk about for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's another upcoming episode. Holiday movies. So I know we have to be so in this... This traditions episode, we have to be so careful not to talk about gifting or holiday movies to save all of our commentary and thoughts for those later episodes. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think we would put tradition so much about a holiday, but it just seems fitting, I guess, for the time. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I think like so many of the topics we've already covered, we could totally go back and do a part two or three and talk about them from different angles. So I'm sure at some point we'll revisit this. But I wanted to ask if you had a favorite holiday tradition, like something that you absolutely look forward to year after year. And I, uh, as we've been talking, I don't know if that's true for you, but I'm still going to throw the question out there. <sighs> I, I really, I guess my favorite part of holiday tradition stuff used to be um, watching the, the Christmas story. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know that anybody else in my family does, but I still watch it. I'll make sure I tune in for that. But other than that, no, not a lot of, not a lot of stuff that I'm like, I can't wait to do that. I think years of working in hospitality and missing the holidays I even got less and less exposure and I'm just like just another day so I'm 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 hoping to get something back eventually nice yeah I think my favorite holiday tradition is also a movie related so I won't go too much into it knowing that we're going to talk more in depth about movies but my mom and myself my mom and I my mom and me I don't know what's grammar. We um, we used to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The I don't know was it mean the fifties or sixties the animated version with Boris Karloff, mm-hmm. and we would watch that. Typically, well, we would usually watch it more than once a season, but we would almost always watch it on Christmas Eve and open our stockings. So we did open some gifts on Christmas Eve. It was our stockings, which were just like little trinkety things. 
uh, we would watch that movie. And so I still try to watch that movie on Christmas Eve. If I'm going to be, you know, visiting my dad or traveling during that time, then I'll watch it a little bit beforehand because uh, my dad doesn't really he doesn't really care for the movie. He's in not the- really a Christmas movie type of guy. He's in for the historical type of films, I, I feel. Yeah. Or, honestly, the <laughs> he likes Die Hard. We don't usually watch it over Christmas, but I know some people do consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, and he does enjoy it. So that, that might be his favorite Christmas movie. I finally saw that for the first time this year. I'll give you my review on it later. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Coming soon. Tune into our holiday movies <laughs> episode. <laughs> To hear Marinella's hot take on Die Hard. Oh boy, uh, what's it? Die Hard. Thank you. Wow, I just said it a moment ago. My my mind drew a blank. Hmm. That's all right. Tis the season. Well, 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 well. Uh, so I feel like we've done Christmas Day. We've talked a little bit about Christmas Eve. Are there any other? tradition holiday thoughts you have before we wrap up this week um the only thoughts i have are that i feel like your traditions always go with what you value so as long as that's changing some are going to go out the door you're going to create some and i think i'm at a stage in my life where i'm ready to like start creating traditions Ooh, I mean, I know I said let's wrap this up, but I almost want to talk a little bit more about this idea. Where do you imagine, like, what type of traditions do you imagine creating now that you've, you know, kind of been thinking more about your values? Yeah, so, like, for Thanksgiving, I did a turkey trot, and I, like, always wanted to do that, and I did not come from a family who was going to get their ass up in the morning and go run anywhere, so... This was my first time having a Thanksgiving where I was kind of free to do what I wanted, so I did that. And I've never hosted a holiday, like a a Christmas or a Christmas Eve, so that's like something that I've always wanted to do where I feel like I could enjoy it and, you know, take some of that. I guess my my family's burnt out on it and I have yet to experience it, so that's kind of a tradition I'm really, really ready to get going on. Oh, I love both of those. And how about yeah, you? I, I do think I, I, I've done a little bit of making the holidays and traditions what I want them to be. Like my father and I stopped exchanging gifts a couple of years ago, uh, and we focused just more on that quality time together, which is is more how I would want to spend the day and what matters most to me. Uh, especially because it's just the two of us so it's nice to be able to to do the things that we both really enjoy and and really spend our energy in that place instead of doing something that we feel we have to do because what society tells you you're supposed to do certain things on Christmas or around the holiday season like that doesn't that doesn't mesh well with me and I also just think that The traditions you grew up with are amazing and if you love them keep them like that connects you like through a thread of history especially if it's a tradition that's been passed down through so many generations but i also don't think you should ever feel guilty for not carrying on something that no longer aligns with who you are you know i I, especially now that i've 
we're all going through this like COVID pandemic and I've been thinking about a lot of things in a different light. And, you know, what is to your to your point, like what is most important to you? And I think for a lot of people, if you ask them, they'd say, you know, family and friends are very important to me around the holidays. But then the the what they do doesn't always reflect that. So, you know, don't be afraid to let go of something if it's not serving you anymore. And try not to carry that guilt about it. You know, just because people before you did it doesn't mean you have to kind of continue something. That's my two cents. Yeah. And once again, that social media, those posts, they're not everything. Because, man, you can get real sad looking at some Christmas social media right now where it's like why is it so magical and you just you know it's, yeah it's just a picture of something that was in front of them <laughs> so true so true like it is so built up christmas is such a built up um image i think most people have an image of what christmas should look like and it really just doesn't have to it doesn't it could be whatever you want it to be that's right you want to put your dead cat's ashes under the tree like I did? Because that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you get an ornament with any of your pets, like paw prints? Or I do. I have paw prints of each of their, um, their of each Steve and Butters. And Butters loved the Christmas tree. And, like, I know people always talked about, oh, my cat, like, tore up the tree. But my cat would just, like sit and stare at it it was like the most heart melting thing so i was just anytime i put up a tree it's more like thinking about like how cute that used to be so i always like you know put his little his little ash box next to it, it makes me feel like oh he's still kind of enjoying the holiday which i'm oh, sure i'm that. sure every day is christmas for him on, on the other side so whatever I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting a paw print ornament of Walter, even though I don't have a Christmas tree that I put up every year. For some reason, I think it's still a good idea to have that in the event that I have a Christmas tree at some point, again, later in my life. Yeah. Or you can make make a quilt square with it and add to that. That would be cool. Oh, that would be good idea i don't know how the quilt thing to... works but that's what i was picturing something like that <laughs> yeah i might have to play around with that idea i think something could be done there well yes i guess on that note officially we can wrap we've already teased the upcoming episode so stay tuned we're going to talk about gifting we're going to talk about our favorite holiday movies so you know the next two episodes that's right. So um, let's wrap it up officially. Put a bow on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but a bump. Take care. See you next time.